awesome. Amen. Amen. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I feel like um, the message kind of works with all of that, so that's good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're continuing our series on um, more toxic Christian beliefs, and but before we get into that, I want to say our mission statement together. Uh, so let's let's say it together. We're living a passionate mission to love, grow, and go for the greater glory of God. So um, I'm going to talk to you today. Sorry. About the toxic belief, I need to leave the past behind. So, um, Lee and I had a pastor friend years ago who seemed to be pretty solid. He was a solid guy, right? But the more we got to know him, the more red flags we saw. Um, he shared with us that he had suffered abuse and neglect as a child and, um, However, he had never received any kind of counseling or therapy for that. He said, um, that's, God just took care of it. It's all in the past. Okay. So then, um, little further down the road, um, he shared that a mentor of his had had an affair and, and how disappointed he was in that. But it's fine. It's all in the past. And then, uh, he just, he kind of had the personality where you just plow through life, you know, just kind of get stuff done. And, um, we began to see him struggle with addiction. Uh, and it wasn't just in one or two areas. It was in several. And of course he kept it hidden for a long time, but things just began to come to light. And, um, because they began to take over his life and, Lee would encourage him once those things started to come out because his family was falling apart, his whole life was falling apart, and Lee would encourage him, go get counseling, get some help. You've got to deal with all that trauma, all that stuff. And he would just feel like, no, because God has healed that. So if I go get help, that's saying that God didn't take care of that. Well, he, he just continued to spiral. And his relationships deteriorated. And eventually, his addictions killed him at the age of 45. And that's a really, really extreme case. Okay, I doubt any of you are in that place today. Maybe you are. I don't know. Um, but maybe you can identify with one of these things. Maybe you find yourself really angry at your children and or others. And you're just, you overreact to things. Like... Something happens and you, and you, you respond and you think, whoa, where did that come from? <laughs> that was kind of an overreaction to that. Or, uh, you hold people at arm's length. You don't allow anybody to get close to you. Um, or maybe you struggle with fear when going to sleep at night because of things that have happened to you. Maybe it's just that your life isn't working and you don't know why. Nothing seems to be working, right? Maybe you get depressed often or you suffer from panic attacks or, or you're unable to meet simple goals that you set for yourselves. And in these situations, we tend to do one of two things. We either deny any connection 
because after all, I'm a new creation in Christ, right? So then we say, well, that doesn't, it's, it can't have anything to do with what happened before because I'm a new creation. So we deny the connection. And we feel like if we would just depend on the Holy Spirit enough <laughs> and dig in and use our willpower, that we could overcome this, right? Or uh, we just think things like, if I would just, like Lee talked about last week, if I just repent of my anger, or my fear, or my depression, if I just repent. Um, or we should all over ourselves. I should be able to do X, Y, Z. I should be able to do this without struggling. I should be able to correct my children without yelling. I should, right? And sometimes, though, we we might acknowledge the connection with our past, with our current issues. We might see, oh, yeah, yeah, I can see how that's connected. But we... We feel like going to counseling would be a lack of showing a lack of faith or trust in God. Or we feel like addressing those things show a lack of faith or trust in God. And the truth is, the things that we experienced in the past often affect us in the present. And since we have um, not dealt with them, they are coming back up in other ways. So sins we've committed or sins committed against us, right? Wounds from our upbringing, maybe betrayal in a relationship, um, loss of a loved one, loss of a dream, loss of a relationship, lots of loss, right? And we carry grief in our souls and we even carry it in our bodies. And it may have happened a long time ago, but we're experiencing the effects and the pain of it now. And we think all these things happen in the past. They can't be changed. It is, it's done. But God through his word shifts the focus from the past to the eternal present because God isn't bound by time, right? God isn't bound by time. So he's looking at everything as one. And what he wants to know is what is the state of your soul and everything in it now? And some of that has been affected by what? happened then he wants to know have your experiences and hurt been exposed to the light okay so i have a confession to make when lee first gave me this topic topic to cover he said okay you're talking about um i need to leave the past behind i bristled i'm like wait 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 what about the scripture that says you guys are all thinking it with me Forgetting what lies behind, right? And setting our hearts on the prize. Okay? Maybe you're thinking that with me. but um, And we're going to actually get into that scripture, but first we're going to pray. So, Holy Spirit, we thank you for your presence here. We pray again because we depend wholly and completely on you. And we want everything that we do and say here this morning to honor you and to be the what you want us to do. So we're just submitting to that once again. And we ask that, well, we thank you that, Holy Spirit, you bring revelation and you bring truth. And so we, we open our hearts to that in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so let's go to that scripture. It's uh, Philippians chapter 3. We're going to read verses 7 to 9, and then we're going to skip down to verses um, 13 to 14. But in the verses prior to verse 7, Paul is um, listing all of the accomplishments 
that on the surface would make him righteous. All the things that he did according to the law that would make him righteous, okay? Then he says in verse 7, I once thought these things were valuable, but now I consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. Yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake, I have discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage so that I could gain Christ and become one with him. I no longer count on my own righteousness through obeying the law. Rather, I become righteous through faith in Christ. For God's way of making us right with himself depends on faith. Now let's jump to verse 13. He says, no, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing. Forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead, I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Christ Jesus is calling us. Okay, so it's right there in the passage. (laughs) Forgetting the past, right? He says it right there. Now, we have to look at the context, though. Because the past that Paul is talking about is forgetting his old way of trying to achieve righteousness. He's talking about all the things that he did according to the law to, to become right with Jesus. And he's saying, but I'm forgetting all that. Because it's only Christ that sets me free. So we can't take that scripture out of context. He's talking about His accomplishments trying to please God didn't work. He's leaving the old system behind. He's found a new faith, and he's walking in the righteousness of Christ. So, in fact, actually, he is um, bringing his past to light. He's confessing all of the things he used to do, right? By listing them, he's confessing them all, bringing them to light, and saying that these don't work. And so he's actually modeling for us the act of bringing the past to the light. So if you remember one thing this morning, I want you to remember this. What is brought into the light can be transformed. What is brought into the light can be transformed. If we don't expose things of the past to the light of God's truth and love, they just remain in darkness, but they're still alive today and they are creating fruit in us but it's not good fruit. Think about um, the ways that if you try to stuff down your anger, it comes out in other ways, right? If you try to stuff down your pain, it comes out in other ways. It will come out one way or another, but we want to produce good fruit, right? We don't want to produce that fruit. So, Um, We have to expose things to light. Confession or bringing things to light opens us up to the process of transformation. And that is what God is interested in. He wants to transform us. And so whatever has not been brought out to the light still has a life of its own. So this is something actually that AA does super well. If you've ever been to an AA meeting, man, do they just let it all out, right? Yes, if you've never been to one, I'm just, just trust me, <laughs> right? So they don't 
if somebody comes for the first time to an AA meeting, you know, and if, if I were to go and say, you know, my name is Wendy and I'm an alcoholic and it's been 30 days since I've had my last drink. And then, um, if I started to share with the group what, um, what I was like when I was drinking, they wouldn't go, no, 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 stop. That's all in the past. We're going to, we're just going to pretend that that doesn't that doesn't exist. We're moving on from here. No, they, they, they want you to confess it. You need to confess it. Because if you don't bring it to light, it just comes back to life again. Y'all nod with me. Thank you. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so, um, you don't hear them shut each other down. They confess what they've done. And so... Let's talk about some ways simply forgetting the past without dealing with it actually stunts our growth and affects our relationships. The first thing is what, is in, what isn't acknowledged can't be forgiven. What isn't acknowledged can't be forgiven. The hurt and abuse that people faced as children show themselves in relational and behavioral patterns. We know this because it changes the way that our brain is constructed, right? But we also, we know that um, sometimes that can't be changed unless, because they haven't named what was done to them and forgiven those who hurt them. If you never name what has been done to you, you can't forgive fully. Does that make sense? So um, I have an example for you. My closest friends or my closest friend when my kids were little um, was someone that I let into my life in ways I had not let anyone before besides Lee. I trusted her with everything. Um, And she knew my best and my worst. And she trusted me. And the circumstances of her life changed at one point and I walked her through some really dark things. And when things began to improve for her and she stopped needing me, she stopped calling. And when I called her, like to try to keep things going, you know, let's, uh, and sometimes I called her in pain to share things with her, she did not have time for me. And she gradually just kind of disappeared from my life. And at first I didn't acknowledge how much it hurt me. Or how angry it made me. I just kept saying things like, Oh, you know, these things happen. Friendships drift. People get busy. But I couldn't, I realized I wouldn't let anyone else in. Everybody was at arm's length. Could not let anybody else in. Why? Because I never named how she had hurt me. And once I brought it to light and, and confessed to God and to Lee, like how sad and angry it made me, how betrayed I felt, how hurt I was, then I could actually forgive her and move forward and have healthy relationships. <laughs> but it stunted my growth until I could do that. And that's what happened to our friend that we, I was talking about at the beginning. He never acknowledged what was done to him as a child. He could not forgive. 
So the devil wants nothing more for you than for you and I to just sweep it under the rug. Oh, it's not a big deal. But when we claim it doesn't bother us because he knows how much we need others. So he'd love to keep you from connecting in real relationship. But we have to bring it to light and acknowledge the, the, the hurtful things that have been done to us and the hurtful ways of relating, maybe from your parents, maybe from growing up. If you've never acknowledged those things, you're at risk of repeating them because you can't forgive what you haven't acknowledged. Okay, so next, forgetting the past disregards the brokenhearted. Lee talked about last week um, how sometimes as Christians we think we shouldn't feel bad or we shouldn't have um, experienced negative emotions. We shouldn't. That's not right. But have you ever shared with someone how you were hurting and their response to you is something like, oh, don't be sad. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Did it help? Don't be sad. Okay, I'll just flip the switch. (laughs) It doesn't work that way. And it's not helpful. And have you ever said that to anyone else? Don't be sad. Because what do we want to do? We want to fix it. Right? But the primary way that God heals the brokenhearted is through each other. Through his church. And the New Testament repeatedly commands us to minister emotionally, spiritually, and physically to one another. Um, And God said, even through the prophet Ezekiel, uh, I will bandage the injured and strengthen the weak. So when, when we refuse to acknowledge the pain, then we're disregarding their broken heart, and they cannot be healed. And it's the same for us. A person may suffer pain now because of past wounds that have been untouched by the care and love of others. And 1 Peter 4, 8 tells us that loving one another is a manifestation of the grace of God. Let me say that again. Loving one another is a manifestation of the grace of God. So we are disregarding the grace of God and we're disregarding their broken heart when we won't visit those feelings. Now, I'm not saying that nursing and carrying our wounds is the right thing to do either, okay? I'm not saying that does not help us heal because then they just start to stink and we start to stink. What I'm saying is bringing them out into the open and allowing others to do the same brings healing, right? And then finally, not grieving our losses keeps us from living the new story God has given us. Grieving is a process, right, where we deliberately release attachments that we can no longer have. And in order to do this, we have to be open to the past. Uh, Grief is a part of letting go. Grief is actually what allows us to move on. By acknowledging our loss, we can actually move forward. But if we don't uh, walk through that grief, it, it keeps us stuck 
emotionally, and spiritually. So we can't open our hearts to the new things that God has for us or the new story if we don't grieve what we've lost. And it's normal to grieve, right? The Bible says that Jesus was a man acquainted with grief. Jesus knew that feeling. He knew that grief. And we talked about this a few months ago when we talked about dealing with the neglected places in our souls. You guys remember that? We talked about how um, when we allow Jesus into those places that we have kept in the dark um, and we name our loss and we allow our soul to feel that loss, and boy, do we avoid that. We don't want to feel that loss. It hurts. But when we allow our soul to feel it, it keeps us from getting stuck in anger and depression. And so we can then at that point invite Jesus in. Matthew 5, 4 says, God blesses those who mourn for they will be comforted. And by naming those losses, we can find freedom and comfort and healing. And I think we like to leave the past behind. We like that idea, don't we? We can just shut the door on all the things that we don't like. But I think that, and I think we do that because we want to do things on our own terms and we, we like to be in control. And when we're, when we allow ourselves to, to revisit those things and feel those things, we feel, we don't feel in control. And, Maybe the opening that stuff up is going to hurt and it, it makes us walk through things that we don't feel ready to walk through. And it's possible that the church over time has done a disservice by encouraging people to just leave things behind. I mean, I'd, I've seen that. I've seen that where it's like, you know, you don't bring that stuff up. We're, you know, we're new creations. We don't talk about that kind of stuff. But it's, it's absolutely necessary, according to the scripture. And I've also seen, though, I've seen it here and I've seen it in other churches, how they've embraced healing of those wounds and not just covering them. I believe that as the body of Christ, we're getting better at this. We have not arrived, <laughs> but we're getting better at this and allowing people to release control to God and, and, work through the the grief and the pain and the loss and doing that with one another, allowing one another to be in that space. So as we close this morning, I'd like to pray for those who need to address some past issues. And I, I think that may be why I was feeling that sense of heaviness because I feel like there were some things that maybe God wanted to bring healing to, but, um, that you haven't addressed. Sometimes there's something we feel like we've dealt with, but the Holy Spirit will bring it back to mind because there's an aspect of it that has not been dealt with yet. He's so gentle with us, and he He allows us to do this gradually a lot of times. And so if you've experienced something super painful, like he brings you through it in stages a lot of times. But I just feel like this morning, Jesus is inviting us to bring those things into the light. And here's something else. I feel like God, I feel like maybe some of you are thinking, 
I should be over this by now. And, and I feel like the Holy Spirit is saying, but you're not. So let's work through it. Stop denying that it's there. Let's just work through it. It doesn't mean you're weak. It doesn't mean you failed because you're not over it by now. It just means that there's more healing to be done. And when we shut it down, we we shut down freedom for ourselves. So, uh, yeah, I want to allow the Holy Spirit to work on that. So let's just... um, Close our eyes just so that we can focus on him for a minute. And if there was something that came up to you that um, as I was talking or even when I was talking about um, a spirit of heaviness, uh, I just want you to hold that before the Lord. Allow yourself to bring it to the light. Don't stuff it back down. And don't allow the enemy to tell you you should not feel that way or you should be over it. If it hurts, it hurts. So Holy Spirit, I ask that you would move into those spaces. In Jesus' name, Holy Spirit, come. Move into those places of woundedness and pain. God, if there's something that we are concealing from you or um, stuffing down, I pray that you would bring it to light, that you'd show us. <clears throat> 